This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary are with you today. Rico, how's it going, man? Hello. All I saw while the intro is playing, while the open is playing, is you kind of slouched over there. I, well, thought, I thought you were about to run for the hills. Well, look, I'm I'm getting personal with everybody. Everybody, <laughs> everybody on the radio is learning learning my bodily habits today. Man, I have so much gas right now. But the problem is, after eating that chip, it's like, do I trust this fart? Do I <laughs> do I hold it in? Do I run to the bathroom? That that is hilarious. No, all I'm saying, Rico, and I, and I hope this isn't like it's a struggle right now because I'm sitting here and I'm just like. No, this is no, this is just a fart. Like I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good to go. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's not. That is hilarious. And every, I've been I've been lucky so far. And Mark can attest to this, but every time I kind of came out after the uh, or during the, um, the the midday show VJ's show, um, during a commercial break to come and talk to you, say something about what we're going to talk about today. You were nowhere to be in found. the bathroom. I was like. Well, Rico's car's still here, man. Like, oh, yeah. no, I'm here. not. I'm not he's going here. anywhere. I've just he's been here. in the back. I didn't. I didn't even realize what time when I finished <laughs> podcasting DP shows. It was like one thirty, and I was just like, I was supposed to be on lunch a while ago, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta get this done. I get done. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. And I go to sit up front to like eat my lunch, and I go, I gotta go back from <laughs> Rico's. Rico's taken like eight lunches since he I ate have. the chip. I have it's eight lunches. Been, Hasn't it's eaten any fun. lunch. No, but no. he's taken lunches. Bro, that okay. Like, first off, the chip is disgustingly hot. Like, it's unnecessarily hot. It's way worse than wings. Way worse than the wings. Yeah. Um, and second, it's just disgust. Like, it does not taste good. Like, aside from the heat and the unnecessary hot powder, like the chip itself, mm-hmm. the tortilla ness of it is a disgusting texture after you chew it really? up. Really? After it's like mushy, it's like chunks of whatever oh and it did like like i got about three quarters of it down while i was in front of the trash can Mm -hmm. uh trying not to puke and i ended up bad and i ended up coughing out like the last little bit of it but i (laughs) I swallowed three quarters of it so it was good but oh my goodness and it was like you know it's the with the wing it just stayed like in your mouth yes like when you swallowed the chip it was it. in your throat and like in your stuff. Like the heat just, you could feel it going down. And I'm like, I don't like this. So I'm like, and it hit the bottom of my tongue. So I'm eating ice cream and just holding it in my mouth under my tongue. Just like, please, dear God, go away. That is horrifying. Yeah. Um, Craig, Kool Aid Man, yeah, you guys are right. I, I don't know if we're allowed to say those words on air. That word. Of the combination of two words. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. So we're going to play it safe. Yeah, you guys are right, though. That's what it is. That's that's Craig and Kool-Aid, man. That's that's what I'm trying to avoid. Craig Craig does ask, are you farting razor blades? Um, the farting does not hurt. 
it's very stinky. Um, <laughs> then you better get out of the studio. If I the fart box lives, <laughs> if I start coughing mid sentence, <laughs> you guys all know why. Um, but uh, only about two of my trips to the bathroom felt like razor blades. Dude wipes tweeted at me. I saw that, and I really wanted to go to Target and get some dude wipes, <laughs> but I didn't. Did they give you a follow? Uh, they did not. Oh, well, that's kind of stupid. Unfortunately. Do you, do you ever wonder how, like, those companies, wh- what they do to search to, like... I think they search, because I, I put hashtag one chip challenge, I think they might search that. Okay. Because they're like, you might need us. And yeah, I was like, be like... And it was so I was like, like, I don't need you. And then one of the times I was like, I need you. <laughs> oh, that, sweet baby Jesus. The best part, they're replying. It's on Twitter. You can find it, guys. But the best part, they're like, gonna need us. It was just no, not, yeah. so nonchalant and just, just relaxed. It was like, gonna need us. You ain't wrong, though. <laughs> All right, big show today. Lots to talk about Husker basketball. I feel like that is enough of a Rico recap. We yeah, don't, we no, don't we're good. About we that. don't. Yeah, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Plenty of stuff to get to in the hour. Um, okay, we have to get to this text. Hizzlebear asks, "Do you feel like there's a little person with a lighter behind you?" <laughs> I did. I did for one of my trips. <laughs> that is hilarious. Keep them coming. We'll ask Rico. These are these would be perfect yeah. things for whatever him. questions you want to ask. I'll probably answer them. Rico is. If you have any questions an about book. the Pocky One Chip Challenge, I'll answer them for you. Like I was saying, four zero two four six four five six eight five, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Um, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Plenty of stuff to get to today. The new. And revised Huskers football schedule came out today. Um, there was a couple things to take note of, and we'll get to all those. We'll also revisit what our thoughts were at the beginning of the 2021 season when we were looking at the schedule and how we need to apply that thought to 2022. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Then also Husker uh, basketball loses an- another game last night that it-, it shows last night, and this is in a nutshell because I want to get to the-, the football thing first, but... In a nutshell, it shows how much Nebraska needs for things to go their way for them to grind out a Husker basketball win this season. I wouldn't say that they need things to go their way. They were playing really solid basketball, which I don't know if that's you know things going your way because Illinois was still getting what they want. Yeah, uh, Probably not getting exactly what they wanted. I don't think they were expecting Trent Frazier to score 29 points. Um, but you know Kofi Coburn with sixteen and thirteen—that's that's pretty in line with what he he does. Maybe well, a couple more points against Nebraska. It's yeah. going to be that. Yeah, maybe some more points against an undersized center like Derek Walker. Who shout out to Derek Walker? Yeah, my man's was out there putting in work against a probable NBA first round draft pick. He's definitely got a future in, in the league. Yes, but, but Derek Walker was putting in some work against Kofi Coburn. But but things going their way, I don't think that 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 was this game. I think that this was just a show of when Nebraska works hard and wants to wants to and does put effort forth on defense, mm-hmm. good things happen. And then you had that nice 10-minute spurt of just everything went good, right for Illinois mm-hmm. and you saw the lack of hustle on rebounds come back to bite Nebraska. And maybe that's a better way to put it. I suppose not everything needs to go their way. I guess the way I kind of viewed last night was give Nebraska credit. They started out really, really well, and I kind of got excited right off the bat. Like, okay, Nebraska, it's going to be another dogfight. You know, it's going to, you know, Illinois is not going anywhere, right? 
but it's going to be similar to Ohio State where Nebraska is going to be in a position towards the end of this game to uh, to take it, to take one from a top 25 program. And I guess then give them credit because they stalled for a little bit, then they came right back and they took the lead before halftime, 34-31. So there was there were good things to take away from last night, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then you look down, down the stretch and just – and maybe this is where it plays into that thought of they need things to go their way or, or need help from the other team, whether that's missing sh- the other team missing shots. Because last night, Nebraska shot pretty well, 50% from three, which mm-hmm. you've never seen from this team. Obviously, no, it, was very it, was a, it was a small, I think, six of 12. Yes. So they were six of 12. They did not um, take as many threes as they usually do, but they also were finding success. Lapman right off the bat taking a three from the wing and, and hitting it was a welcome sight. Hitting, he was two hitting for two. One, hitting one in crunch time down the stretch, that was a welcome sight, right? Casey played well. Bryce McGowan's attacked the rim. Um, Bryce Alonso, McGowan showing the strength that we were talking yeah. about him needing, going up and instead of laying it up over the big guys and getting blocked like he did you know, in, in multiple games before today or before yesterday, going up strong and showing the athleticism that, that led him to being a five-star athlete because he was going up with no fear of either one of Illinois' big shot blockers yeah. and yammed it on both of them. Well, and I, I will say this, there's still those um, things that kind of – blind you um the effort things and not putting forth enough um will or want to and and when i say that i'm mostly meaning rebounding that three offensive rebound well it's in one possession by one player that but also there's there were a couple times last night one that i can remember vividly when nebraska was down by a couple a guy um who i'm not going to say his name shoots a three from the corner starts trotting up the floor the ball, it was hit off the, the back part of the iron, came bouncing back to him, bounced on the ground once, but he's trotting up the, the floor, mm-hmm. and an Illinois guy from the free throw line comes and grabs the rebound in the corner right where he shot the ball. Those things that get you extra possessions, when you're down two points, no matter where you are in the game, if you are at home, those are things that can sway a game, sway mm-hmm. momentum in that period of time. To where, yeah, you missed a three that was a good look. You missed it. It was it was on target for the most part. Just got to change um, the how much put how much sauce you're putting behind it. It was a little too strong, but it came right back to you. But instead of following your shot or even staying in the same position and maybe taking a step forward, you're trotting up the the floor to get into into position for defense. It's those little things, right? That we've mentioned it before, but you see it in the women's games. If you were at the Iowa game on Sunday or you were watching on TV, Jazz Shelley got three offensive rebounds in one possession in a possession that she did not even take a shot. Mm-hmm. But it was, you saw her, the the Iowa, and this is where Iowa kind of slacked, right? Iowa was sitting, or at, on Sunday, Iowa was sitting back. Jazz Shelley comes up, jumps, just runs it and brings it back out to the top of the key to run another offensive set. They're boxed she did that not the three bigs. separate times. Yeah, they're boxed out the bigs, but you got to find another body because if you're just standing down there, somebody is free yeah. and, and, you know, for you to 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 feel good, you know they're going down the other, to the other side of the court. But Jazz Shelley was hustling after every board, and that's what Nebraska Nebraska's men's team was was lacking the other day. Uh, like I said, that one the one that I remember vividly is let me let me find his name because he's on here with like eight boards. Uh, Coleman Hawkins mm-hmm. just on one possession. Uh, I don't know who took the first shot, but they missed it. He got it right underneath the hoop, missed the putback attempt, 
got it back, missed the putback attempt, got it back. And there were three people, three Huskers right by him, and nobody jumped up to get the and ball finally from him. Tipped it in. And he finally tipped it in. Yeah. It's little things like that, and we're going to preach this the, the rest of the season because guess what? And I was going to say this earlier, but hey, guess what, Derek Walker? Now it's time to play Purdue. And th- Derek Walker is giving big minutes to Nebraska, and he's playing well and better and better every single time out. And you just have to tip your cap to him because he's he's a dog down low. And it's really, really impressive. So, like I said, it's the little effort things that we're going to preach all year long. And we're going to say, well, listen, Nebraska, um, you're undersized. You probably can't bank on the idea of shooting 50% from three every single night. But you know what can make up for shooting woes and, and, and bad quality shots or missed shots. It's effort. It's hustle plays. And I, I think, I believe Strickland talked about this and DP and big sky talked about this on the post game show last night is that they, it was just the effort plays. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln hotline, Sutter Heyman text line. Both those open for you the rest of the show. How, how are we feeling about, and I don't want to single out a guy, but He's been a topic of conversation throughout the start of the season. The first, I think they're 6-11 and 11 now, so the first 17 games. Alonzo Verge Jr. And I kind of tweeted about this yesterday at Nick underscore Sainert. But it was frustrating, once again. He comes in, has a couple turnovers. And then after those turnovers in consecutive possessions... Iowa takes a two-point lead, and he comes down. A guy who's shooting twenty-five percent from the from deep pulls up from the top of a key, top of the key. Those are the things that are are extremely frustrating for me, personally. Because in, in even though it was in the first half, and you have over a, a, a half and ten minutes to play, so thirty minutes of game time to still play or whatever. And I don't remember the exact time on the clock. But it's those little things like that where sway and momentum. Nebraska, undersized, defensive transition, you're leaning heavily on those guys to get back when Illinois is about to run the floor because that missed three from the top of the key bounced off the back iron or or off the backboard or wherever it was, and Illinois got out and running, and then, bam, it was a four-point lead, and I think that was when Illinois actually took that 7-0 run to, to take a big lead before the Huskers climbed back. It's those little things that when Nebraska's playing Purdue on Friday night at, on the road in Mackey Arena against top five Purdue, you can't you can't have those things happen. Or you have to at least limit them. And I understand on the flip side of this whole thing, I understand that they're asking Alonzo Verge and every guy to do a lot of things every single night. And I understand and are aware of that they're given their all on the offensive side. But once again, it's the effort things that are just kind of frustrating to you know kind of what's going to happen. You kind of are aware and, and you can expect or or guess and predict what's going to happen if they go on a shooting slump. They don't shoot well for a substantial amount of time. You kind of know what's what's around the corner. So, I mean, there's a lot to – okay, yeah, Hizzlebear. 
Hizzlebear asks, is Rico on lunch again? Yes, Rico is on lunch. That's why he's not talking. He'll, it's a quick lunch. We'll be good. I told him, I said, Rico, man, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in your position. So feel free to exit the studio and run for the hills whenever you need to. So yeah, that's why you're hearing uh, Rico's silence. There's no Rico in the studio right now. He's on lunch, but um, I, I wonder if I, I, I'm assuming he took himself off the video stream. I'm assuming it's just me on the stream right now. So you guys will know when when Rico is back um, as well. But no, a lot of a lot of good things as we get done talking about the negativity there. A lot of good things to take away from Nebraska men's basketball last night. Fred Hoiberg announced today, I believe, that Trevor Lakes is out indefinitely as he rehabs a shoulder injury. So you look at that and say, okay, Keon, Keon Edwards, that's a guy that they've attempted to put in the starting lineup. Necessarily didn't necessarily give him starting minutes. Um, throughout that time period, but it's a time to uh, maybe step up and fill a big role that Nebraska men's basketball needs the freshman to fill. And there's a lot of potential, but I'll look up their schedule. I know they play Purdue on Friday. It's a gauntlet. It's the Big Ten Conference. So they're going to have to um, hopefully figure out something quick and, and we'll be able to see more uh, good things that we're able to take away from this basketball program. All right, 402-464-5685. Keep sending your thoughts. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get to the schedule. We'll get to break here in a moment, but let's go ahead and get to the schedule. Nebraska football, their schedule was released for 2022. Now, I, I actually had to check myself. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I almost – Dove into the boat of, yep, Nebraska is going to be much better. I like how this is set up. I like um, how Nebraska, their, where their bye weeks are, and we'll get into more of that here in a second. But I like where Nebraska's at. You know, we got Casey Thompson. Mickey Joseph is the wide receivers coach. The recruiting is going all right um, out of the transfer portal. They're still looking to add some guys. Defense, you still feel somewhat good about. You know, there's a lot of question marks and unproven production in the secondary, especially. Um, especially defensive line, you can say the same thing for that group. But hey, I feel good about how the schedule sets up. I had, I was almost in the boat, guys. I almost fully dove in. But then I remembered, I thought that same thought this last year. So let's walk through it. Walk through it with me, folks. 2021 schedule. All right, you start with an easy easy game against Illinois. They have a new coach. You're going in with your fourth year starting quarterback. Here we go. Nebraska 1-0. Then you're thinking, all right, two easy wins against Buffalo and Fordham. You're 3-0 going in to Oklahoma, which you chalked up as a loss. Everything's fine, you know. And they played well against Oklahoma, but that's not what this uh, conversation is necessarily about. Then it was Michigan State, Northwestern, Michigan. You thought, okay, that's a toss-up. Michigan, you think... It's a toss-up because nobody really expected them, at least here, and me personally, maybe I'll just keep it at that, me personally did not expect them to be a playoff team. Jim Harbaugh was solely on the hot seat, and now he might leave for the NFL. But it was a toss-up at the beginning of the season because it was at a home game. And then you can throw Minnesota as a toss-up as well because those games are always tight. So Michigan State... A game you should have won. Northwestern, a game Nebraska looked pretty good in. Their most complete game all season. Michigan, a game Nebraska was firmly in a position to win that one. And then Minnesota. That was a toss-up as well. 
Then you keep going. All right, you feel good about Purdue. It's Purdue. And at home. Oh, heck yes. Give us the Boilermakers. Then you chalk up. Then you chalk up Ohio State as a loss, Wisconsin as a toss-up, because at the beginning of the season, Wisconsin was bad, or at least looked bad. Graham Mertz was ugly, especially against Notre Dame. And welcome back, Rico. Hi. How was lunch? Yeah, it was good. Good. It's good. Taste anything good? Yeah, the lunch was good. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've moved on to football. Okay, good. The Iowa game, toss-up, right? And you're thinking, all right, Nebraska, it's finally time for them to get Iowa. It's finally time for them to top Iowa. And once again, a game you should have won. So I had to check myself, Rico, this morning because okay. when the schedule came out. The new schedule. The new schedule that was revised. How often does that happen? Well, I think they had to do it this year because of COVID. They rearranged games last year and mm-hmm. things like that to make it. Um, so they, they revised it here and they they finalized it. So this is what we're stuck with. Right. So we'll we'll talk about that in the next segment because we'll get to break. But I had to I had to check myself because the way that the schedule's laid out and the way that Nebraska has bye weeks and mm-hmm. they're set they're uh, you know spread out the bye weeks are spread out and they don't travel that often for a big time chunk in the beginning of the season. So you're thinking, all right, Nebraska. Plus it's a quote unquote easier schedule. All right, Nebraska, let's do it. Seven eight wins. Let's chalk it up. But then I had checked myself. Is, it, is that what you told yourself after you saw it? I almost did. Ooh. And then I re- then I was walking through how I thought about this last schedule and said, "All right, if Nebraska can go into Oklahoma three and zero, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> Nebraska can go into Ohio State with two losses, they're going to be just fine." Look, man, if Nebraska would have beaten Illinois and went to Oklahoma three and zero, they don't lose that game. Interesting, interesting theory. So yeah, they probably still let's lose. let's dive up or let's dive in to that whole schedule talk. Now that Rico's back, you can push the break button. 402-464-5685. Get your final thoughts in. Or not final. Get your thoughts in. Um, talk about the schedule and Huskers football. What are we thinking? Predict the record. What's the line going to be out at Vegas? Tommy Gunn says it's going to be six and a half next year. Do we agree? Do we disagree? We'll get to all that next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.